minutes, lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Six DNFs, George Russell didn't finish. I hate to say that I called it, but I yep. called it. <laughs> and Latifi Q3. Interesting. What a weekend. <laughs> easily, you, easily the race of the season. Yeah. I don't think you could actually make that one up. If you told me that we'd see a Formula One car do backflips, we'd see it roll into the fence and get caught in between the tires, we'd see uh, Alex Albon get abused. <laughs> Hospitalised. <laughs> And then we'd see Lewis Hamilton oh, be setting fastest oh, laps God. after Not fastest again. laps Not after again. fastest laps. Actually, I was, I was getting PTSD. It was, it was just throw, throwing me back to the good old days where Lewis just didn't know how to lose. Yeah. It was, it was no. terrifying. Um, and what we can learn from that is uh, Mercedes, just mentioning to Alex, who is our special guest today, yep. a, uh, a clear Red Bull fan, so nah. no better time to bring no up chance. Mercedes. <laughs> 2023 World Champions. Jesus yeah. Christ. Get out of here. That's literally what Ralph said last week. I'd rather not. Ralph said, 2023 world champion, and it's going to be George Russell. George Russell did so well last night, though, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to put it, you got to give it to him. Great, great act of sportsmanship to abandon his car and sprint over. Did, did, did mean he couldn't restart the race, <laughs> yeah, but... Kind of um, the race. Did <laughs> tell the marshals, leave the car there, and they said... Wouldn't have thought. <laughs> nah. So, uh, at the end of the day, Marshall's sold Formula One scripted once again. Um, but, yeah, pretty boring race. Not much racecraft, not many overtakes, not many not, not many clips that Crofty we're going to be seeing all over YouTube for the next five years. <laughs> um, but, no, I think it's... Start of quality. I think we're going to have to look at it properly. We're going to have to look at the start. I mean, interesting qualifying session. Like we said last week, we expected Leclerc on pole. And then Verstappen to win from there, as the as the record suggests. And we got the wrong Ferrari on pole. We pod. got the wrong Ferrari, which was a surprise. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say it's a pleasant surprise. For, for Carlos Sainz's sake, that was a pleasant surprise. I think it was a long time coming. And I'm happy that he finally got the weekend that he needed. But I don't think he exactly earned it. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll that. Get that, to that. We'll get start to of the um, run of the year. I mean, but qualifying. As you'd expect. Latifi. <laughs> That's not what I meant, as, as, you'd as you'd expect. Where has that come from? I was gonna Where has that come from? I was going to say, I mean, we had the standard. We had the standard Ferrari, Red Bull, Ferrari, Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, we had a Mercedes up there. We had Alpine. We had Joe proving his dominance. And then we had Latifi in 10th. Look, <laughs> I don't think anyone predicted that. Um, pr proves that when it's wet... Yeah. Latifi always performs. Uh, that wasn't where I was going to go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we had a few disappointments though. Uh, Williams, we said last week, they've seen where they need to put their money towards and where they don't. So they give a package to make Never them mind. one second. <laughs> give, gives them a package that makes them one second quicker. And um, Gave it to the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they accidentally got them mixed up. Because uh, I don't know because what the hell was going on with Alex Albon. But he just did not rock up. He didn't. And uh, I think it was the helmet. You think it was the helmet? With all these cats on it. It was just never going to happen, was it really? <laughs> yeah. uh, Daniel Ricciardo in 14th. Another shocker. Let's hear his name. Mean, as, as we go on Sixth. about... Sixth. Yeah. Sixth. Good. Uh, we, were, we were... We had promising signs for Ricciardo after the strong lunch he had with uh, Zach Brown, but... Dinner, dinner mate. Even dinner, dinner, sorry. But clearly we need, we need to get to Ricciardo later because holy... Contract ropes. Selling. Ropes. Yeah. 
Um, we had Mick Schumacher in 19th, um, but then somehow ended up with having one of his, his best weekend yeah. in Formula One. Easily. Um, yeah. But qualifying, apart from Latifi in Q3, pretty normal. Um, we've seen that Zhou Guan Yu, when he can finish a race, which is unfortunate, is better than Valtteri <laughs> Bottage. Battery voltage. I actually wouldn't have thought. But Three um, weeks in a row of quali- out qualifying his teammate. That is a call. Um, so now we get to the actual Grand Prix. Well, just quickly before the actual Grand Prix, how about the F2? Roy Nissany just yeah, decides that to. Was who, who even was it? That Dennis Hauger. It was Hauger. Mm. Yeah. Just decides to knock Hauger off the off the track, and in one of the clearest and most obvious displays of instant karma, <laughs> Hauger comes back onto the track. <laughs> And torpedo dive bombs him and tries to take his head yeah, off. That was... And if it wasn't for the halo, I think he would have been successful. Publicly beheaded live. Actually, actually would have been decapitated on live free-to-air TV. Mm. Um, Which is just a little bit terrifying. But, Obviously, yes. it's, it's time to move to the big day, Sunday. And easily the best race of the season. I mean, it was about 11.30 for us. It got to about 11 and I was nearly asleep and I decided to go out and make a coffee. And thank God I did. Because if I fell asleep and didn't watch that race, I would never, ever, ever have forgive myself. Because that was, that was, it was amazing. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Best race of the season easily. Um, I mean, after hard. Montreal, when we all decided to fall asleep yeah, right before the race. Didn't miss much. Um, put me to sleep easily. But just starting from the grid walk, um, Tom Cruise... Yep. Not happy about <laughs> not happy about with what happened uh, for most of the weekend. Clear Mercedes bias. Um, you reckon? And Martin Rundle interviewed a random fan on live <laughs> TV. Oh, oh Martin! Uh, but let's just get to our top three moments for each of us. Um, I think I'll. No, well, let's I give think, it a I think before we go through our top three moments, let's just talk about the start of the race because I think it's pretty hard to go past it. Yeah, our top um, moment's going to be the same. So we, we were operating on a... <laughs> so we were all obviously frantically messaging within a group chat in the lead up to the race and then throughout the race. But unfortunately, I do not have a live <laughs> subscription to any uh, site that streams for me one. So special shout out to F1GP.LiveMe. Um, we will take donations stream. as well. We'll take donations if you hit us up for the sponsor. Um, I was operating about... Two, two to three minutes yeah, behind. Comfortable two minutes behind. And um, the start of the race, everyone made a pact. We won't, we won't spoil anything <laughs> in the chat. We'll start reacting when I send a message with my reaction. <laughs> Certainly enough, thirty <laughs> seconds into the race, for everybody that was actually on time, everyone starts blowing up the group chat with, "Holy shit, what just happened? <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, we might have to spoil it for him." So here I am sitting, like, "What's about to happen? Like this race hasn't even started. Mess Obviously something's about to happen." <laughs> I'm still watching them go around in the formation lap. I'm like, "Has someone binned it in the formation lap?" Nope. Then the race starts. <laughs> Mayhem. I called six DNFs, and I thought we'd have yeah. six DNFs straight away, and it was it was bizarre. I mean, <laughs> I hadn't seen anything like it for a long time. Um, it was like Hungary, but. On crack. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, so pretty much, uh, Pierre Gasly saw a gap, and the gap was there, and then George looked in his mirror and said, I'm not giving nah, you, I'm not not giving you that position. Mm. So uh, then George clips Gasly as he tries to back out, and then Joe starts becoming a Beyblade. <laughs> um, that's, that's the only way I can describe it. See, the it. thing is, we're laughing about it now, but at the time, we were all yeah, we very, very scared, because we haven't had fear 
for a crash like that since Roman Grosjean last year. And you know when they don't show an instant replays, replay, yeah. that's when that's when you you start to get anxious. That's and when it took when it took it took three to yeah. five minutes to even hear that it was that alive. Joe had like actually was yeah. talking through the radio, it was panicky. And I mean, it took it took about a couple of minutes of Mitch surfing through Twitter to actually find footage of the crash. And once we all saw it, it was it was panic stations pretty quickly because uh, yeah. you shouldn't survive a nah. crash like that. And literally Crazy. five, six years ago, he wouldn't have survived a crash like that. Yeah. Terrifying. So it was like Alonso in 2015 Australia, but Alonso didn't have a halo. Mm. But if that happened to Alonso, ropes. Trouble. Um, Absolute trouble. So Joe somehow managed to keep rolling and land into a into the catch, catch the catch gate. Catch yeah. gate. Um, so basically, he was basically in front of the fans, and I've seen fans saying the fans that were sitting right in front of the crash saying that they had like they ended up with a mouth, a mouth and a face full of stones because yeah. <laughs> of because <laughs> of just all the debris that that threw up from um, the crash. It was just hectic. I mean, good to see that the, the uh, catch gate actually works. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that stayed. Um, yeah, even though it's supposed to catch him, it is seven hundred kilos. And he's moving got, at quite a pace. And he got wedged in between the tire and the. I mean, the photo that, where you could just see his helmet, like his basically just his he's helmet, almost there. at a 90 mm. degree angle. Yeah. Like, he's just completely suspended. Like, that's terrifying. Um, thank God they changed the engine regulations to make sure they don't explode like Grosjean's did after but that crash. Because he would have been he would have, um, If he went on fire, trouble. There was no way he was, he was no, there. Yeah. No way. Um, so, hoping for a speedy recovery with Joe. It was all good, that. George Russell had him. George yeah. Russell was there. He no was flying. He Marshalls? I've actually never seen someone so quick. Didn't have George Russell's back. No, completely sharp. <laughs> um, but let's be real. I don't think... Didn't he say when he got back to the car he couldn't start it anyway? So yeah, really, he, did, he did say that. Really, um, or, although they did the right thing and although he... I mean, he went for it. He kept his helmet on for the mm. next 15 minutes while yeah. they're in the red flag delay. He was trying to get back into the car, but it just wasn't going to happen. And Mercedes it? certainly thought they'd get get it back going I mean he told yeah. told the marshals nah it, it's alright um, I'll get it working again marshals said sorry mate no not today <laughs> we're loading it up um, <laughs> calling it a day there but then Alexander Albon because we didn't see this because uh, we're all waiting he also for everything went, else he also went baby um, he got hit straight on or pretty much straight on by Stroll or Vettel yeah. one of the Vettel. accidents it was, um, it was Vettel breaking to get out of the way of Gasly yeah yeah and then uh, Albon was actually in a worse state than Joe, which we which couldn't was believe. A complete surprise, yeah. but thankfully Alex has been active on social media saying that he's okay. So he got whacked. Him and his cats are all good. And Ocon probably should have shouldn't have finished the race at first. Lee, well, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to Ocon in the end. But it looked like his, he should have DNF. His tire was. Very much not in a state. No, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was very much Lewis Hamilton 2020 Silverstone on crack, but a yeah. little bit worse. Um, yeah, so that was that. Was that that Another, was turn one. That was turn one. <laughs> um, never made it to sector one, so the FIA decided... Rubbish. You know what? Early Interesting, robbery. because the Ferraris had a horrific start. Well, it's because... So the Max started on the softs, and yep. Science was on the mediums. So like, yep. Max should have always got past. And then the second restart... They were both on the mediums, yeah. Which was an obvious, like, it was a change in strategy from Red Bull, which was interesting because realistically nothing at the front changed. No, like because it was all just the midfield. Yeah, they the they just decided to change again, um, and then we we're underway again. But well, I mean, just quietly before we get underway again, thank it's almost a blessing in disguise that there was the crash because a everybody was fine and b it saved all the stupid protesters. That oh, were taping yeah, themselves to the track clowns. and literally would have 
like you can't stop at that yeah. pace. They probably would have been. They were probably too dumb to realise where the racing line was, and they were probably just. So they were going to get centre of a racing line outside of a corner. They, they're flying around that corner. You don't see them unless they get warned in the headsets. They um, don't get warned. Of the, they're going through them. It's. So Silverstone, we nearly had about six beheadings. Um, yeah. F two, Joe probably would yeah. have been CMA, yeah. and uh, the protesters. And there were rumours about this, and we all were like, "Oh yeah, that won't happen." They yeah, um, <laughs> they definitely, they definitely <laughs> tried to do it. Props to them, I guess. No, um, probably not props, but like <laughs> they pulled through, uh, lived up to what they what they said they'd do. So yeah, so points for commitment. I think you know we've got off turn one. Oh. Whatever that was, <laughs> we've, we've, replied, we've, we've restarted. Um, now we go to our favourite moments. And Henchy, what were your top three moments of the race? Uh, okay, number one was the last restart and the yep. battle between Perez Hamilton and Leclerc, yep. which was Absolutely. mad Fantastic. because somehow Leclerc, I'm sure we'll get to it, was on old hards. And the other two are on fresh softs. And he was still able to And Leclerc that. was just out here, still yeah. overtaking everyone, uh, which was mad. Um, second one, and I feel like it flew under the radar a bit, but the Max-Mick battle, mm. yes. especially towards the end. On the last lap? <laughs> I mean, Mick nearly binned it, to be fair. Yeah. But um, those two I were going at I it. Mind, I didn't mind that he nearly yeah. binned it, because he showed that he was actually he was going for it. He was going for it for once. Um, the third moment, I... I mean, as fraudy as it was, it was good to see Sainz win. Like, yeah. he deserved to win. This was 150 starts, I'm pretty sure, yeah. in F1. They're like, and now he's finally got a win. So it was good to see, like, after the race, how yeah. emotional he got of winning it. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a fraud win. So it, <laughs> he only ranks number I mean, three. he did do everything he could to lose it. So This <laughs> is true. At um, the end of the day, good on him. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but as we are with Ferrari, we'll leave them to about the 25th mark. <laughs> Plead all the Ferrari fans, and then just 10 minutes, 15 minutes yeah, of abuse. Yeah. Um, what about you, Mitch? Your top three? My top three was probably, I think, Charles Leclerc proved that that final battle where he's on the hards proved that. The used hards. <laughs> um, he should have won this championship already by now, if Ferrari haven't been a joke. But we'll get to Ferrari. <laughs> um, he just proves how good he is. Um, the second one was probably... Well, Lewis was just... It was 2020. It was basically... Was it was cracked. Um, I had a feeling, you know, I had a feeling he'd have a good race as soon as I saw that Roscoe was in the paddock. His dog, <laughs> as soon as I saw the dog, I'm like, oh, shit. Here we <laughs> go. Here we go. It was the perfect storm for him. Everything that yeah. could have gone... It was everything the that could perfect have fired him up. Had, He was just... He was on. He, um, drove, he, drove, he drove really well. That overtake, uh, I was saying to Henshi, if that was for the race win... Oh, <laughs> I mean, he's unlucky. That that last safety car ruined him. Otherwise, yeah. he was he was, he was going to win. I saw a video today, like showing the different the, the distance between him and the Ferraris. Yeah, he would have caught coming out of cops, and he was just it was, mm. like, it was almost 15, 20 seconds. Like he yeah. had he had space mm. space to mess up. Like he had he could have he could have drove backwards the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> could have popped that thing in reverse. Like he, he had acres. Um, Crofty's through goes Hamilton. That was oh, that that was. whole yeah. That was just. Crazy. And number one, a bit of a negative one. Oh, hell. But um, I think how bad Daniel did. We actually predicted, we said, no, nah, we reckon he could go well this weekend. How many restarts do you need, <laughs> mate, to make an overtake? Well, how technically, many... he finished second to last. Um, he had like four <laughs> major crashes in front of him and to he didn't fair, gain a position. To be fair, he did a great job to avoid, to avoid debris. He, he did. did a great job to avoid the crashes. 
and it might have been just because he was so far behind. No, so <laughs> so all the time in the world. <laughs> um, but no, that was my top three. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, number three has to be Zhao Selfie that he's posted on Instagram. Oh, yeah, one of the. <laughs> um, and that was also great because it just, it just gave me like a it gave me a lot of like warmth. You know, it just made me feel really happy to know that he was okay. So if you're in Joe's inner circle, what would you have been thinking at that moment? Well, I actually would have given him a big kiss on the cheek, similar to what uh, Sheko Paris's dad did to uh, Anthony Hamilton. It was Hamilton's yeah. dad when they were watching the. Um, when they were watching the podium procession, and do you know who was next to them when that happened? Everyone's favourite bloke, Tom Cruise, who oh, had been uh, loving the race weekend. Of course. Um, um, so yeah, that was that's like three and two. You know, three has to be obviously Jao Selfie, Selfie, and second would have to be Perez, Perez's dad landing a fat kiss on um <laughs> on Anthony on on Anthony Hamilton, and my number one. Oh, this is tough, but I reckon. I'm gonna have to go with the Hamilton podium. I just mm. think, I, I just think, on a serious note, it was a really, really good result. I mean, I said it last week that I really wanted him to win. Um, I, was, I was just happy that he, he landed it, and I'm, I think he probably should have got driver of the day. Yeah, um, I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, because I thought, I, I guess the, whole, the entire country of Mexico saw that Perez was going to win the podium. Went bang, 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 bang. I mean, Perez drove it excellently, but with everything that's happened in the last week with the media, obviously the mm. PK, the, everything that's happened, mm. it just, it was just. A great drive and I think he was very unlucky not to win in the end I mean he did everything right to get in a position where he could win and was just unlucky with that last safety car isn't it isn't it interesting with Hamilton that like all of last year you know your team Max your team Lewis mm. and then the moment Mercedes are like you know they're not where they were and Max has got his championship no matter how he got it um, you kind of almost respect Lewis well, that's Moore. the thing. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think you look back at it, and I was talking to, um, I was talking to Dad about it, and he said that this used to be the exact same with Sebastian Vettel. Back when Seb Vettel was absolutely dominant, everyone hated mm. him because it was just, it was made for boring racing. Everyone was just like, sick of seeing him win, and everyone would just celebrate every time he lost. Mm. And it was similar to last year with Lewis. Everyone was cheering for Max because mm. finally, since Rosberg, who was another Mercedes driver, <laughs> I guess, but finally they had someone who was actually going to be competitive against him in a different car for a different team. And everyone was just enjoying him. But now he's not competitive. Like we are having with Vettel now, everyone's just loving their work. Yeah. So it, it goes full circle. You just, it's Formula One. It's one of those sports. It's, it can be crazy and people, people hate for boring races. And I think having someone so dominant causes boring races. And that's probably why everyone hates the W Series now because Jamie Chadwick won yesterday by 20 seconds and she's now won every, all of the six races by at least six... <laughs> Six to seven seconds. So, I think um, I think it's pretty safe to say people just don't like dominance, unless yeah. of course you're an English driver. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, I think in hindsight, obviously we were all very rough on Hamilton last year, and I mean obviously Alex is a nah. Alex is a Red Bull fan, and so am I. But at the end of the day, you still gotta you still gotta respect the seven WDCs mm. for what it is. Nah. He probably <laughs> nah. Okay, okay, um, okay. Then nah. Don't ask me. <laughs> no, it, it's interesting because you know I we didn't watch really when Michael was around Schumacher. But it probably would have been similar then. Yeah, would have. Yeah. Um, Unless you're an Italian supporting Ferrari, so <laughs> it's one of those things. But or you're Damon Hill. Um, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Ferraris, yeah. <laughs> strategy again. Not a master plan. <laughs> they just. I just think. There's someone within Ferrari that just hates Charles Leclerc. 
They just must yeah. hate him because it doesn't matter what he does, they just don't want him to win. Mm. Um, probably, you know, I mean, it was so much quicker than Carlos. Uh, I mean, we saw that the, the graphs that, you know, even Lewis was like six tenths mm. better than Carlos. And they were like, nah, no, don't let him throw. So then we saw a little bit of a battle and Charles dominated. Mm. And then the safety guy happened and they were like, mm. let's prioritize Carlos. And like, yeah. uh, it's good to see Carlos get a win. But, but let's think about this. In the grand scheme of things, and if you're looking at the drivers' championship, championship that has it's ru- idiotic. That Appreciate might it. have ruined <laughs> yeah. Charles's chance to win the title because he came fourth in the end. It, it couldn't have been any more. They were in such a good position. Mm. Look where Max finished seventh. Mm. Well, that's the thing, right? Like it was when it was Leclerc position. has struggled this year. Max has won exactly. every single race. Exactly. That look like Ferrari struggling. Like obviously, people are going to struggle throughout the season in certain races, and like. Last you, night was Max's race to show exactly, and when, Leclerc has to win that race, yeah, like yeah. to make up the points. That's the one he has to win. So, for them to prioritize signs, like just, I guess they thought they couldn't get the message to Leclerc in time. I, that's like the only thing. That, yeah, but I just it, like it just didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, you're in a position you need you need to prioritize and take advantage when the other title contender slips up, mm. and that's what we saw last year. Every time that Lewis slipped up, Max prioritized. Max took advantage and yeah. it was the same every time that Max had a crash like he did at Baku like he did at um, Silverstone when Lewis binned him yeah. um, you've got you've got to prioritize you've got to take advantage of it that's that's you can't win championships otherwise and that's the thing like Perez was able to back Max because he was like yeah I'm not winning the championship mm. but Carlos mate just you know and we look said good on him good, good yeah. on Carlos first driver since Pastor Maldonado to convert his uh, maiden podium oh, a pole, pole into, into a into a a win win a win <laughs> <laughs> uh, an interesting yeah. win um, but if we do look at the standings now this is where I think Ferrari are idiots because Max is 181 and had a bad race well how many points do you get for coming fourth is it 12 15 it's around that marker yeah in the teens in the low um, teens so Charles is 138 if he got the 25 points he jumps. He, he almost jumps. He, he'll be in he front of Perez, Perez. and uh, they're only about 30 well, points behind. Well, with this being considered, that's obviously with Perez still finishing second. Yeah. So he probably doesn't quite jump him, but it'd be very close. And it, it's... The, he'd be it's, within a sniff if Max DNF in Austria. It, 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 it was just necessary. Like, those are the races where, like we were saying last week, have Red Bull grown too much of a lead for Ferrari to be able to chase it down? Has Max got too much of a lead for... Leclerc to be able to chase it down come the back end of the season and it's getting to the point where it's like no and <laughs> when yeah. you need to chew back in a massive lead like that races like last night are the races you need to win but like even before like all of that when Max got damaged and it became a Ferrari 1-2 like, I didn't understand why they didn't swap them then mm. like that's I mean that at that point, you could see that they weren't prioritizing anyone. Yeah. At, at this point, Ferrari still think that both they are going to race evenly with both of them, which makes no sense to me. But because if that if that had been Red Bull, Max would have been ahead. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. Like, we saw that in the like, it was in the previous races this year. Like Max is the one, number one driver. They don't cut the shit. But just... in Ferrari, when you leave Leclerc behind, who mm. is clearly the quickest driver, and like Sainz can't do the times, and then that helped bunch things up, like. It, it showed then that they weren't going to do anything about it. Yeah. And then at the end of the race, they absolutely fumbled Charles. No, it just, it just proved that you can't take them seriously. See, and it was at that point where they were fumbling with each other, you know, well, I guess 
uh, when they were having that issue trying to prioritise one or the other when Sainz and Leclerc were battling with Sainz still in the lead. That was when Lewis was getting light years ahead. And Lewis, mm. that would have, they could have, if they let Leclerc in front at that point straight away, mm. although Lewis was putting up purples, Leclerc had every shout to chase him down. Yeah. And although the, they were brought together by the safety car, if that, had how, if that was how the race had ended and they had Lewis P1 and then they ended two and three, that would have been such an opportunity lost. Yeah. Mm. And they would have completely fumbled that by wasting the time. Oh, they're they lucky Lewis chasing. didn't win last night. They would have gotten oh, flamed. flamed. Yeah. yeah, and completely deservedly. Yeah. I mean, I think you saw at the end of the race, the Leclerc still copped a spray from Mattia Bonotto. Mm. Yeah. I think what Carlos saw is he looked at the standings and he said... <laughs> My get, teammate's in third. Get me the up, Red man. Bulls are in one and two. And I'm losing to George Russell at the moment. I need to rock up. Well, um, I mean, I called it last week. I didn't think... I thought George would either win the race or he wouldn't finish. And there you go. I mean, the George DNF has absolutely opened... Well, it's completely opened the door for science to leapfrog him. And now it makes things really interesting. And that mid-table that mid is going to be a really interesting mm. fight now because obviously I think I think the only contenders to the championship at this point, I think everyone can agree, I don't think Perez is going to be prioritised enough. No, no. I don't think he's going to get the team orders granted in circumstances mm. where it's where it's needed for him to actually make a chase at max. So I think it, at the end of the day, if Charles can string together a few good races, mm. when it goes into deep in the season, it's going to be between Max and Leclerc. So I think that battle for three to six... Is going to be super, super interesting. Mm. It looks very much like because um, I don't think Lando's obviously going to be competing in that, so it's just going to be between those. those yeah. I guess the I four trust. other drivers left out of the top six. So I think that's going to be interesting to see who, especially coming to the end of it, if George, if George can really cement himself up there, I think that'll be really important for the next couple of seasons. If George finishes above Lewis at the end of this season, that would the team order strategies for the next couple of years at the wild <laughs> would be very Crazy. interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, it very much looks like, I think it was 2011, um, 2011 or 2010. I uh, don't think it was 2012. We had um, Sebastian Vettel on like 180 points and you had Weber on like 150 and then you had um, Alonso and then Alonso came back in the late half of the season. Mm. He did lose. Mm. Very much by a point or something. Um, oh, that was maybe 2012. Anyway. Alonso copped a few hours. <laughs> but it's, um, it's looking similar with the two Red Bulls at top and Ferrari hunting them down. Um, Feeling good. So Carlos Sainz got his first win. Uh, we had a few words. To, we had 1,020 messages, I think, last night <laughs> for the people that don't follow Formula One uh, in our group chat. Um, but Sainz, we were... hope everyone was happy to wake up to that one this yeah, morning. Welcome to um, the chat. It wasn't that we didn't want Sainz to win his first Grand Prix. It was that we thought it was... Um, undeserved. Undeserved. Not, not that his career leading up to it, the other 149 race starts he had didn't amount to him deserving a race win because looking at it, 150 races, there's a few of them that he probably should have won. I mean, the race that Gasly won the other year yeah, yeah. springs to mind mm. where he was in the McLaren chasing him down. Montreal. Been, yeah, other circumstances where he's been in the Ferrari now. Mm. And you do think he deserved a race. Fuck, as if after all that's happened, yeah. he won last night. Like... Out of all those races, he probably deserved to win other races more than he deserved to win 100%. that race last night. Like, yep. I'm happy for him, but the way it happened, I don't think... I think he's obviously going to be satisfied. He's won a race <laughs> and, like, you, no one can ever take that away from him. But, like, out of all the ways he could have won it, as like, he, he did everything he could to lose that race last night. Mm. The amount of times he, he gave up position or made stupid mistakes, like, 
early on when Max overtook him because he just completely slid off the track. <laughs> it's like he did everything he could to lose that race and to still finish on top is it's interesting. Luck and I think, I think he's got to thank whoever it is high up at Ferrari that's gifted that <laughs> it's through the strategy has gifted him that win because that was something. Um, I really did like his racing line through Maggots and Beckett's though. The one where you just <laughs> skip one of them and you just go straight across. Um, and it was interesting to see that Carlos decided... Uh, to try and the way the only way he was going to beat Max was to physically push him into the wall. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, an interesting race win from Carlos. We'll, we'll say that. Um, a lot of people throughout the week were saying that the curbs at Silverson are cracked, and a lot a lot of the tracks they're cracked. They're too good. Um, so what what do you, what do you mean by that? As in, like so the, the reason basically driving on the on the on the curbs instead of the no, of like the, track, the actual. Or? So the F two, the reason they crashed was because of the the sausage the cur- curbs, the sausage curbs, right? Um, Max Max got damage from one the carbon fiber off one of the cars, but he also got Paris. it from going over a sausage curb. These need to be this nerfed. Was floor damage, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think they need to be nerfed. I think everyone's. Uh, we had this argument last year. I think the FIA were just like. I swear, I swear. Every the year, sausage curb conversation comes up every year about how yeah. dangerous. Because I mean, Dennis Hauger wouldn't have jumped into Roy Niss in his cockpit. His front <laughs> wing would have gone like, "G'day, mate!" Like mm. gone for his neck. Yeah. If, if if the sausage curb didn't exist, I mean, he would have came in anyway and been T-boned probably. Mm. But at least he not have been death. going for his neck. Mm. Like mm. it's it's interesting, but and I don't think it's like really it wouldn't be that difficult to change, would it? Is it because I, I know the argument before was... English people pay that much money in tax. Like, surely they can fix up a couple of curbs on a racetrack. Because if it's a racetrack that's universally used, they don't just prioritise Formula One. Like, so if no, there's like GT and no, everything true. that's used there, Very true. I think that's the issue Spa has because it's used for like everything. And um, so, is, so is Silverstone. Like, yeah, Silverstone so has a million races on it as a year. Like. Apparently they need those curbs for like GT or something. Uh, it's, it's confusing, but... Um, that definitely needs to be investigated. And I think that that's why they changed a bit of Derby as well. They changed a few of the curbs. Mm. France has had a change before and same as Austria. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we can't ignore it as Australians. Um, <laughs> Danny. We, we kind of thought that Daniel was kind of safe. We saw that Gasly re-signed. We were thinking, he's probably got a contract, yeah. right? Then the bloke doesn't rock up at Silverstone. And... I think it's bad when his teammate is doing so yeah. well. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I think we're being pretty harsh on him. He finished the race, <laughs> and that he did. That's a lot better than almost half of the drivers on the track did. The so issue with props that to is, him on finishing the race. He lost to Stroll, Latifi, <laughs> Mick Schumacher, Vettel, and Vettel and Magnussen in a McLaren. And we know the McLaren's not great. But he beat Sonoda, and I thought Sonoda was going to win. So that's a great result. Alrighty. <laughs> Sonoda's won a race at the track. Like, that's a good result. He beat uh, Sonoda. I'm, I'm proud of him. Sonoda I think he did all right. He's winning. Um, in qualifying, obviously, he got a bit unlucky with the timing. But I didn't even I didn't even think I saw him on F1 TV. Like, I don't even think they showed. No, they, they didn't. I mean, like, he, except when he was getting overtaken. And when he went in the pit lane. <laughs> True, big pit stops. Like, he started 14th. And finished 13th. Do you know what my highlight was for Daniel Ricciardo's race? When at the first red flag, oh, at the red flag restart, when he was just, uh, everyone was sitting in their cars, everyone was worrying about whether Jao was okay or not. 
And he's just sitting there with his headphones in, just banging, just like knocking he's his head, like, he knocking the tracks. Like, I was like, this this guy's unbothered. I was like, he's on here. You know, he doesn't care if someone's just died. He's going to go out there and he's going to go purple, purple, purple. And then he went out there and just went red, red, red every round. He was just useless. <laughs> um, I think the issue was he was wearing Beats and like Daniel Ricardo, Beats are in the mud. He's actually sponsored by Beats, which, which also says a lot because he's sponsored, well, I guess he races for McLaren. So I guess McLaren in the mud, Beats in the mud, Daniel Ricardo. It, so it makes sense. Apple, Math checks out. give Daniel yeah. a sponsorship. Need it. Not their B-Tech version anymore. Um, but it is interesting to see where McLaren go from here. We can try and guess it all we want, but we just hope Daniel rocks up to Austria. Well, last week, I think I remember you saying that you think McLaren are going to finish second in the Constructors' Championship. Um, that what is now. That's, that's actually after... Um, what do you have to say after that? So what I heard, right? Oh, okay. Here we uh, go. Yeah. This will be good. A Twitter so, take. Alpine have decided, let's send Fernando to McLaren, bring Oskin to Alpine, and give Fernando that car he got, never got in 2015, and then he will just rock up and McLaren P2. That's the only way yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. it. It's For the sure. only way I see it. For sure. I mean, with that being said, fuck Fernando Alonso's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to be retiring anytime soon. No, Last no week chance. we spoke about how we think the only way that... Um, Oscar's going to land himself in an Alpine is whether Fernando either retires or go to Aston. But I don't see why Alpine would want to get rid of him. No. Is Ocon signed for this season? If yeah. he's, he's, is Ocon signed for next yeah. season? Because yeah. I was going to say... No, Ocon they can't had, move Ocon on. Ocon had a really good... He had a really good start to the season. Fallen away a bit, but he's still... But yeah, well, now he's, he's getting... Still, he's still getting points. He's Esteban. He's, he, he won't be leaving. Um, yeah. He's their wonder child. And I think him and Oscar in three or four years' time will probably end up being together in Alpine and they'll be bloody quick together. But it's just a matter of... I, I don't see Oscar driving anywhere next year except for Williams, if he does. But... It could then, then comes the question. Does Latifi deserve to lose his seat? Well, no, no, no. Well, obviously one of them's got to go at this point to make room for Oscar. But who is it? <laughs> After the weekend, I don't know if it is Latifi. Okay, it's... I don't know. That's some recency bias. No, no. no I don't no. want this recency bias, mate. He's been putting in... I haven't been slandering him at all in the last three weeks, I promise. No. Okay, I might have I haven't, I haven't heard a single word out of your mouth that's been negative towards him. Um, okay, you've got me on that one. <laughs> But Albon's in the bin. I think the cats, him, the cats, they've got to go. <laughs> Latifi uh, Piastri, that's a that's a WDC constructor championship. That's a winning partnership. Yeah. I want to. I'd pay for that. And you know what? If Zhou Guanyu comes to Austria and he isn't <laughs> oh quick anymore, God. right? He's got a career somewhere else, mate. Zhou Guanyu, I was thinking about this today. This would be good. He could be a professional boxer. The way he just took that car rolling, he just took every hit. Oh my took God. a selfie, went back to the grid. What, do you reckon he's got a good chin? <laughs> well, I'm looking at the photo now. You're looking at his selfie. Look at his story. I'm um, okay, all clear. Halo saved me today. Thanks, everyone, for your kind messages. If you look at his story reaction to Fernando Alonso... Um, he's actually... He's I think actually, it's the next one. Yeah. Uh, Love heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he's a good bloke. I'm, I'm, thank God he's alive. He'll be there. But I think I think he'll be racing for a while, to be honest, because he's, he's showing good flashes. And everyone's loving him. Also, yeah. brings all the money. Brings all the money. The Chinese yep. money. And the China. viewers. Actually, I don't know how the don't Chinese know. viewership would be. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Are they what, going there this year? What's the... I don't know. No, I think it's next, next year. year. It's next year. year. Um, I feel like they'll keep him for next year, get, get oh, that money. Easily. Um, have to. Also but... Driving well. So. We did witness a masterclass. Masterclass of words. From Crofty last night, that restart was just not just a 
through goes Hamilton moment. They're leading up to it with Perez, Leclerc, Norris in the background, Fernando lurking. I saw a funny <laughs> post. Um, yeah, Alpine did. Goosebumps easily. Alpine <laughs> did this funny post with uh, Fernando. Just they were like everything going up. Fernando lurking in the background. <laughs> um, but I don't know how he does it. Like it was, it was. Everyone had goosebumps. It was. It's kind of his job. I think that's how he does it. I know, yeah. but it was. Drive like the car. Gets paid for it. Do you know think he's track. just sitting there thinking, I don't even know how to commentate this. This is. Like no. last night was something else, and it's good to see we didn't see many DRS trains, so the car's actually working how the FIA yeah, wanted think, them to. I think to. that's probably how they. I think last night was how they imagined this new era with these new regulations. This is how they imagined racing to result in and being, and um, I like it. So if that yeah. happens every weekend, I'm not going to be complaining. And um, Lewis had a few words to talk about with oh, uh, with Jeez. corpse, um, cops, mate, cops, cops, corpse. Um, nearly a fitting. Yeah. I'll, I'll have it here. He said, "What a great battle!" So this is him regarding uh, talking about his battle with Charles Leclerc, and he said, "What a great battle! Very sensible driver." Referring obviously to Leclerc, clearly a lot different to what I experienced last year. So obviously, completely slandering good friend Max Verstappen. Cops, for example, the two of us went through no problem. So obviously, he's referring to the incident last year. But what I think Lewis forgets. Last he missed year, the apex by about uh, 12 metres last year. Yeah, last year he got a penalty from that, <laughs> from that collision. So maybe it wasn't just uh, Max that led to the accident. And maybe it wasn't just because he was racing with Charles that there was an accident. Maybe it was because he did the right thing, finally. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's just my bias speaking. The, the other one no. was, last year, he nearly took Charles out on that corner because mm. Lewis was on the inside. Mm. So what we're learning... Is when Lewis is on the outside of that corner, he can take <laughs> it. But when he's on the inside, he takes them out. Um, so, Lewis, mate, stop chirping. You're in the absolute <laughs> bin. Um, but, no, Charles Leclerc last night on those hards. And that Lando Norris and Fernando to stay up with that pack. Perez and Hamilton to avoid each other, weaving in and out. Mm. It was so sick. It, it was, was sick. <laughs> I can't even it, looked, it looked rigged how good it was. Yeah. It looked like an Arab My Team oh, video. The way, oh the way everything was just going. Um, Most scripted thing I've ever seen. And, I've, and I think someone in our group chat said that this feels like an online race, the way everyone was trying to do disgusting tactics yeah, into like, the corners. It like and, your tactics. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was actually, it actually looked like go-karting. Like, it looked good. Like, it looked like there were small cars all really close to each other, yeah. making good like quality overtakes. Like, it, was just, it was just so good to watch. Yeah. Um, it gave me tingles. It was nice. <laughs> yes. And stellar drives. I think the standouts of the day were um, oh, Fernando to Alonso. Top, it has to be that top five. That top yeah. five. Alonso, that Hamilton, second. Perez, Al um, Lando and of course Carlo, mm. gifted, but gifted. But like but we said, like we said, asterisk. We'll put an asterisk next to it. He's earned. He's earned a win, but I don't think that was the race in which he earned it. So I think we said that last year with the whole Max Championship. He we deserved did, it, but going not that race. race nah, Lewis deserved the I win, but <laughs> not the championship. Everything is very legally done. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Just um, brilliant Jesus. adjudication. It was finally good to see Mick Schumacher get his first points. The Hasta plan. The Hasta plan um, came off. Double points. Double points, yeah. For the first time in almost three years, they had double points. Double points. What a result. Uh, um, I think you, you have something where I mean, Seb was... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, last last week, Mitch says that... Whose who's, um, record is it? 
Luca Bora, Luca yeah, Bora, Luca, Bor, someone, Luca who? Someone, some irrelevant. Most races without most points. Races without points. Yeah. And sh- Mick was coming for it. And <laughs> he I think, listened. I think he we listened to the stream. And uh, I think he was on. I think he pre-race. He listened to the podcast and it like fired him up. Well, funny and enough, that's we why have he went out. One percent of our listeners are from Germany. And I that's think him. it's him. It has to be him. It's actually Maybe that. it's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else does he have to do with himself? <laughs> but I think sorry, sorry. Mick, oh. Mick has had a lot of good races recently. Like, uh, of course, he hasn't yes. got the points, but he's been lurking there. Like, yeah. he's actually driving he's that car. Close. Like, he's it's been, not a back end. He's been qualifying well. Obviously, he didn't qualify well this race. And I think that's what made it even more impressive. Like, yeah. he went from 19th to 8th, was it? Yeah, I mean, six cars. And I mean, did. that probably saved him because if he'd qualified well, he probably would have been caught up in the scuff when DNF'd. He did what Ricardo should have done. He, he did what <laughs> Yeah, that's such a good call. I mean, um, well, we heard this was uh, Seb said this after the race that he was screaming in his car, "Go Mick!" when he was Bad near the Max. end of the race when he when he was battling Max. Yeah. Um, which actually led to an interesting point, which I saw in the comments of this post. Next year, everyone is speculating that Seb is to retire. Oh. What if he runs it around? What goes around one last year? Straight swap for Magnussen. Mm. and his drives for Haas with Mick next year. I, 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 I thought about this today. And I said it in the so good. I said, How good would that be? I didn't even see the comments. And I think that'd be good for K-Mag. A year mm. in Aston. How sick would that yeah. be? Like, with I think Stroll? he deserves a good... Oh, yeah, they'd get along so well. <laughs> Just like he got along Suck well with Suck my But I think... But I'd, I'd love that. Eh? The only reason I think Vettel's in Formula 1 is because of Mick Schumacher. Oh, that's probably moment. the only reason yeah. that's actually giving himself the um, incentives mm. to stick around. He's probably only sticking around because he wants to see Mick every weekend and say day. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that was... I'd love that. I think that'd be a good combo. Yeah. I think I think it'd actually be good for both of them in that, obviously, Seb would get a good swan song like his last year, mm. get to go out well, and Mick would only be able to develop and improve mm. from being under the guidance or, un- like, take go under the wing of a four-time world champion and someone who was getting goat calls in 2013 when he was going for his fourth championship. Like, mm. it'd, it'd be great, I reckon. Uh, and it would, it would definitely help Hass's financial... Because we don't care about what Hass and are doing anymore. I don't know what they're doing anymore with their car. don't know how much money you need to develop another tractor. But um, it'll really help Hass. Um, and probably it'll keep Mick in the sport for as long as possible. Um... But we saw that with his F2 career, you know, he was slow in that first year. Mm-hmm. The second year he started kind of slow, but the latest part of that F2 year, he went sicko mode yeah. and won it. So Mick Schumacher is going to have a ripping second half. That is my prediction. The second the half of the season. Do you think the floodgates are open? Is that I what you think, I think Mick Schumacher, where is he on the standings? This will be the bold call. P15 maybe? Yeah. Uh, P17 on four points. Not even. I think he'll finish above Daniel Ricciardo. I was about to say, above Ricciardo. Well, uh, Ricciardo's only on... Well, f- to be fair, it has to be qualifying better than Ricciardo so far, really. But I, guess, I think on average, K-Mag's been putting it up there enough. I guess the car, machinery-wise, has been proving to actually have the capability and the potential to, to land up there. So I don't, I don't think that's too bad of a sniff. But I do think Daniel will turn it around and probably finish higher than Mick. But I think it'll be closer than it should. You I think Mick will get closer to Danny than he should. You'd hope... Daniel turns it around for next, like, part, oh, yeah. part next two of the, the Formula One. Um, because Please. I don't want to see him go. But to be fair, I would, I'd love watching him race NASCAR because that's the, that's the yeah. natural progression for him. That's where he's going next. That's what everyone's saying. I don't, saying, think, I don't yeah. think he'll mess around anywhere else. 
If um, it, it, it'd either be NASCAR or the Beam Scooter League. <laughs> <laughs> or Irwin Racing. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take him on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get him to drive for Brabham. But no, we were talking about... Um, because obviously F2 this year is a bit of a, like, it's not a, like, a stinker year, but, like, after you, what you're did. It's not setting the world on fire. Um, and Felipe Dragovic, IndyCar, mate. See ya. See ya, <laughs> yeah. buddy. I think he's I 24 already. Like, nah. no, um, one's, no one's going to take him and on. And Dennis Hauger. As, hard, as, tough it is, is, as tough as it is on him, I don't think anyone will take him on. And I, I don't think there's anyone in that grid, apart from Liam Lawson and maybe Logan, because he's American. Mm. Um... Well, I mean, Logan won yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, that'll get an F1 seat. Tell you what, yesterday I was actually, I actually thought Latifi was going to be seriously on because F3, F2, and <laughs> F the, W series, the W series, all had Williams cars either winning or on the podium, or Williams sponsored cars, and I was like, shit, <laughs> he's on, he's on. Latifi, he's starting P10, just pulled off the greatest qualifying I've ever seen by any driver ever. I don't care. Yeah. George Russell, lap. who? No, I don't care, mate. Go yeah. Tifi, put in that Williams P10. Something else. I thought, you know what, he's going to win this race. He's up to P8 by turn one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that restart. That restart, I don't care. Sure, it, it killed Max and that upset me. But what I was most disappointed about is how Latifi had to <laughs> give back his spots. Because <laughs> if Latifi ran from P8 from that restart, mate, who knows what could have happened. Um, he could have won. Good things are coming for Latifi, though. Such as? Spa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's his recorded his only ever points there, hasn't he? No, and, and hungry. Oh, of course. How can I forget? Um, he, he got that one because I think there was a few penalties and a few bowling balls. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> a few. Um, he just slipped his way through. But who was everyone's driver of the so day? So, obviously, it went to Checo. But personally, who does oh, it have to be? I think I also, I, I, I also thought it shouldn't have been Perez. Okay. Um mm. I think it has to be Hamilton, doesn't it? That's what I said. <laughs> I voted Perez. So. Okay, well, there is the, <laughs> well there he is actually the votes for the drive of the day. I just think it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Perez had probably the best race, um, technically speaking, with the, the way he drove. But at the end of the day... Perez had to pit lap one. I, okay, actually... It's a strategy, mate. We don't even have We've this seen on that on Mothpod. Well, I, I was think, surprised Leclerc didn't get a penalty. Wasn't he, wasn't he st- like, at the bottom at one point? Yeah, he was. I mean, he was... He was and Leclerc, Leclerc definitely should have got a penalty there. Like, Leclerc just kind of shot one up the but inside, off the track. Then again, the wing. then again, <laughs> every any time a Tell Red what, Bull is being was... investigated, the FIA go, sorry, mate, there's actual no rules that work <laughs> yeah. with that one. Well, I mean, it was... Uh, you'd hate... You'd hate to be a member of the FIA on that board, that race, because Jesus Christ. Yeah, Could you imagine trying to make, trying to actually keep everything in check? Like, that was beyond hectic. Like, every 20 seconds, they're like, oh, fuck, now this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, that would have been... You can understand why a few things might have flown under the radar like mm. that, because there would have been so many incidents to report and actually um, consider and actually penalise. So, at the end, I think Perez, probably for his racecraft, deserving of... The drive of the day, mm. but for me, Hamilton, with everything that's happened, with the narrative, looking at how F1 scripted, um, coming into that race and finishing P3 is an excellent result. Not just for Mercedes and not just for him, but just for just for racing and Formula One in itself. I think after all the adversity that he's faced and all the wrongdoing that's happened in the last week, especially around the racism, and obviously everything that's just been like for Lewis to go out there and pull off that result was huge. So I think, from a narrative based, if this was the NBA MVP. Would have won it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> if this was narrative based, but off skill, 
he definitely deserved that, uh, Perez. So F1 TV are notorious for selling, um, <laughs> and they sold again. Um, God. Where was the coverage of Latifi and Mick Schumacher <laughs> battling for 10th place? It, there was a big overtake, and F1 TV were like, nah, let's Actually show the Ferraris. Actually not interested in this, yep. Um, but Alex, you are a Red Bull fanatic. Nah, fanatic. In your opinion, who is driving at AlphaTauri next year? Interesting. Also, well, Gasly, obviously, obviously. Pierre, <laughs> locked yeah. in. Um, I would be surprised if, if it's it not Yuki. Yep, same. I, I, I would be genuinely surprised. But you wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, like if, if, <laughs> if they announced it tomorrow that Yuki wasn't driving, I would be like, fair enough. Well, if he wasn't I'd driving... I'd be like, thank you for keeping my hair. Like, <laughs> appreciate it. If, if he wasn't driving, do you think Yuki would be able to land a seat anywhere else? The only Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, the only place... I would have like I would have thought it's maybe Williams, but now if Piastri's there, yeah. like I don't well, think I you're mean, taking Yuki over Piastri. They love they love leeching off those Red Bull <laughs> drivers. Imagine, imagine. Just, just pair Alex with Yuki. Why not? <laughs> I'd see I'd see though Williams taking someone like Nick DeFries over Yuki Sonoda. It's yeah. a tough well, one. With, yeah. with the Mercedes yeah. power engine. <laughs> I mean, I if would, they didn't, you'd be putting a Red Bull in that at this rate. But like Alpha have been like one of the most disappointing teams this year. Easily. Right? I, I mean, mean last year, La- the last, last couple of years, year. they've been trending up. Yeah, and then this year's just taking a downhill tenor trajectory. It's yeah. been disappointing. Especially, like, with... Like, Gasly's a really good driver. Oh, undoubtedly. And... I think he's, I think he's just... been dogged hard by yeah. the car he's been put in. Because mm. I think if he was put in a car similar to last year, this year, like, similar performance-wise, mm. he'd be competing mid-table. Yeah. And he'd be, it'd it'd be really be a... good to see him mm. and battery voltage going. Yeah, out. I was about to say that. That I would be the battle. That would be That would be so I was about to say, I think he would either be above Valtteri. It's hard to say his actual name. He've actually slandered his name so much, it's become hard. They'd actually be on level, on par, or just one... Just slightly ahead of the other. Like, that'd mm. be great racing. But uh, in the end, battery, bowling, ball, voltage will be beating Pierre Gasly this year. Um, Unless, because winter upgrades, you know, you never know. Yeah, I don't think. No, I don't or know. winter I driving have, I have no swap. Faith in winter, I don't think anything significant enough is going to happen to swap the trajectory of this season so far. I don't see anybody stopping either Leclerc or Verstappen from winning this championship. And I think if Leclerc wins it, he's going to need a winner fuck ton of races really quickly mm. and that's not going to happen this weekend because it's at the Hungara ring <laughs> not Hungara it's oh, uh, Austria it's the Red Bull ring sorry um, so that one's pretty that was pretty much you can write that one in <laughs> happy <laughs> yeah, uh, good, good weekend to be uh, yeah. Alex Hensworth do you think this is another one that like is so open ended because like at about four weeks ago you would have been going yes some, something's going to happen is anyone getting shipped mid-season is anything happen happening mid-season? Mm, the only one that could happen is Latifi still, but now no. So no. No. I'm gonna say no. I feel like does one Q3. I think I think it's too late. I think it's I think it's too late to make. Oh, it's not too late to make a call, but I just don't see the point. Yeah. Like what what would they gain out of it? I do, think do the, only, the only thing they'd gain out of it is they definitely not gain points. They won't be getting points. The only thing they gain out of getting a new driver in is experience for next year. And that would only come if they do a mid-season swap with someone coming from someone who's not driving an F1 car already. So I don't think there'll be a mid-season swap between two existing drivers at the moment who are oh, already no in F1. Yeah, no It'll have to be someone coming from like Vettel Oscar Piastri. I'm just, I'm just describing Oscar Piastri. Yeah. If anyone's coming in, it's going to be Oscar Piastri, Piastri because they want to get him experienced in an F1 car before next year where he can have a full season and he can just have some, just be blooded a little bit earlier. Yeah, but I, I don't think there's any I chance. I can't see it happening. Um, 
And do you think there is any chance Red Bull do not win both titles this year? <laughs> no. As a Red Bull fan. Well, should we just put him in the hot seat with our quick fire five questions? Yeah. That we hit, hit every special guest with? Oh, God. So, obviously, we're going to start with the first one. Who do you think is winning the championship this year? Max. Wow. Wow. So bad. So bad. Um, well, who do you think is winning it next year? Max. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, he's gone for the three beat, he reckons. Who do you think is winning the Constructors next year? Red Bull. Oh, oh this guy. Okay, okay, okay. I, now it, for the more open-ended It's between Red Bull though. and I, Mercedes. I think you're right, Mitch. I, I don't believe in Ferrari for back-to-back -back years. Yeah, I, I don't either. As I a Red Bull either. fan, I'm not going to say Mercedes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I said to Henshi before you arrived, I said... Um, I cannot see Ferrari even being in the picture next year. Mm. Um, no, that's probably... Well, I think again, if I, think, I, I think think stop developing this year's car, I think it'd be very, very... That's going to be one of the worst calls I think, of all time. I think it's very, very no rough. It's very, that. very rough to write off Charles Leclerc for next season already, especially after we've just seen on the weekend and how he could compete in a shitbox. Well, not in a shitbox, but with a car with in a shit such old tyres under poor strategies. Like The fact that he was able to still finish P4 last night, mm. I think it's very, very difficult to write him off for next year a year before it happens, before you even see the cars. <laughs> um, okay, final two questions. Favourite livery on the track this year? Ooh, I swear to God, if you say Red Bull. I'm, I, no, I, I, no, I'm, no, I'm not going to It's the same livery every year. I'm going to say Red Bull. Um, as bad as this sounds, I like Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I love, I'm so happy they returned the silver arrows this year, honestly. I didn't mind the black, but the silver, I think it, I think this, it was they due. Look, it was due. They look like... And seeing them live yeah, on Australia, they were so It was so, so good. They just... It looks so much better than what it did look like the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. This silver looks better than the, what it the, was. The past yeah. silver. Yeah, was, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. All right, final question. Excluding Australia, okay. Next season, okay. if you could go to any race, ah, good Which question. one would it be? Austin. Austin. Oh, I thought I you were going to say Austria. Really? No, not Austria. Austin. Uh, well, obviously you're a big American sports fan, okay, yeah, so, so I'm, that, I'm assuming just so you could see another track, couple of games. <laughs> the track is really good. I Sorry. love Austin, like the track a lot. Yeah. I think. The, That's a fair assessment. And then... It also, always provides an exciting Yeah, it, it, it will be exciting. And also, like, there's a lot of different teams that have done well. Yeah, um, it's one so of those races that isn't dominated like by Kimmy a single team. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like a, a track like your... Red Bull ring that we're going to see this weekend where no. we just expect a Red Bull Trust. probably one two. It's one of those <laughs> tracks where you actually you don't walk into it thinking oh this is going to be an easy win mm. for a certain team so yeah, right. I rate that what about you guys? Ooh, I, I, I've said either Singapore or Azerbaijan just, Mitch just loves it you just want a night race don't you? Yeah. you I'm want want, edging to see an Australian night race where I can see I'm telling you mate Australian night I'm telling you it's going to be at the bend the Adelaide Grand Prix the is going bend. to come back oh my I'm telling God. you the next 10 years the Grand Prix is going to come back to Adelaide it's going to be a night race oh it's in the contract it needs in the to contract, happen in the contract they signed to extend Albert Park there is an option for a secondary race in Australia at another circuit it's a chance. And um, I think it, it's, got the, it's got the F1 rigs. It got yeah. F1 rigs. Like, it got like labelled F1 worthy. Like they could race there. Don't know how many hotels just, there are out in Taylor. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's what we said last week. That's, that's all it needs. They just need to be like urban. They need to become more urban, need more housing, need more, need more of an actual town. And they need it quick. Yeah. It, <laughs> they need to be fast. Um, Mate, I tell you, the Shaheens. OTR, pour more money into yeah. into Dalen Bend. I can't Make see. It I, I can't. I don't know where else it would go. Like maybe Gold Coast. Nah, they won't go to Gold Coast. If they're going to go anywhere else, it'd be Sydney. Because Sydney. Sydney have been campaigning mm -hmm. for it so hard. I think they had to pay like an extra seventy million dollars to get the track. Oh, they'd have to pay a, a year. so much, but it'd be worth them. It'd be worth it for um, them economy-wise. We'd never get tickets, but uh, no, <laughs> but that's all right. They've still got the Albert Park Grand Prix. Um, yeah, the Albert Park Grand Prix but, that's turned into Mercedes anyway, and Ferrari backyard. Yeah. 
But for me, if I could go to any race next year, I would say Monaco just because I, it just the history behind it would be excellent. But I don't actually think there's going to be a Monaco Grand Prix say, next year. Well, actually, what I said last week is I do think there's going to be a Monaco Grand Prix next year, but I think it's going to be an exhibition race, like we're seeing with Wimbledon and the tennis this year. I don't think I think they'll have a race there, but is on, Wimbledon a, on not? a random yeah, it's not for points this year, but that's that's because of um that's because of the they um, excluded Russian and Belarusian oh yeah uh, players yeah from but that, that so it's not for points, but it's just an exhibition race. But I think they'll do that with Monaco next year, not because um not because of the uh, racism or anything, but solely because it's a shit track. They're not getting anything out of it, but. Based on tradition, I think they'll probably even make it the season opener and it'll just be an exhibition race where they can all drive. There won't be any qualifying or anything. They probably won't even drive in their original cars. You know, like what, I was about to say. You know what I was about to say? Like, you know how they do the historic yeah, Monaco yeah, yeah. Grand Prix? I reckon it'll just be like that, but they'll have the current drivers driving in it. So they'll tr- still try and make it a race weekend, mm. but it won't actually count to the championship. So, so one of our mates who is a massive Esteban Ocon fan, well, <laughs> more Yuki Sonoda fan, but he oh, said to me... What Formula One needs is a Grand Prix weekend oh, in like, go-karts where, during the mid-season break <laughs> where they just all do like like an all-star weekend in the NBA but they drive like F2 cars and they yeah. all do equal cars and then it's shit that would be so when cool. Latifi or someone like or do you know be even better if they did that on beam scooters um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a stinker. A real obsession <laughs> with beam scooters. Mate, beam scooter league is the future, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I don't think it'd be Monaco. I think if I could go to any race next year, A, it would be Vegas, so I could just spend my life savings. But if it couldn't be Vegas, I'd say Spa. Vegas next year yeah, is going to be such I, I a weird race. Vegas is going to be a bizarre race, because I think Daniel Ricciardo, if he's still in the sport, is just going to be hungover as fuck. <laughs> It's um, the straight. Oh <laughs> the, my the, god! It's like it's just like a straight. Like the entire race is just a circle, a circular mm, straight. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Spa and Monaco are becoming oh, like they're, I think they're Spa becoming Monaco, like mate, um, they're on, they've got their head on the executioner's block. Yeah, I don't um, know if we're going to see them next and year. And France. Yeah, Paul Ricard. Please go, Paul Ricard. You suck. <laughs> it's nah. get, a, get a better circuit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there has to be a French race because it's a European country and they they've had so much history of great French yeah. drivers. But that track gets me down every year. I don't. I don't think I've watched it ever. No, last think I've year was good. I'm not going to watch. This last right year was actually good because Max came back like 15 seconds to win. I still slept through it, but good on you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> no commitment. Um, <laughs> I'm but sorry, but <laughs> for the Austrian Grand Prix, who do you think? Yeah, is going to win. Max. I'm not going to say he's going to get pole because you're going to say Max. Max. <laughs> but who do you reckon will make Q3? That will surprise people. An unexpected dark and horse. And Daniel Ricciardo no, just does a, count. An unexpected dark horse for the weekend in both qualifying and pole. Uh, okay. In qualifying, I think uh, Bottas is going to be top... I'm going to say top eight. I'd that means Joe top it. six. Oh, come off it, mate. I'm not going to go with that. No, I think <laughs> I think Bottas... Actually, no. I think Bottas will be best of the rest. Yep, okay. Um, so outside the Ferraris, the Red Bulls and the Mercs. Okay, I, wow. I think wow. It, so our Alonso on the Alpine too? Yep. Wow, big weekend for battery voltage. Because, ahead. like, I hypothetically, I think, a, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna break that call down. What is it's a hot take Austria though. is a track that's so short but has such a big straight, and mm. they've got a dish plate. Yeah. They do. So that is a hot take, and it's actually a no, shout. I actually don't mind that. I've, I've it's got, a sniff. I've, it's a sniff for sure. And then in in the race, hmm. I no, I think this is gas. Do you think Schumacher is backing it up? Yes. Mm, that's yes. true. That's I think with I more think, points or yeah. just a good finish. I think it's a more good points. track for Haas because yeah. Haas have yeah. a, Haas have an interesting car. It's either there or it's it's not, not there, yeah, and it's, it's really track dependent. Like we were like, oh yeah, look, I can't wait to see a Haas go fast in Australia. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, <laughs> no, <not quite laughs> um, they were flying. I think 
this could be a really good week for Daniel, but every time we've said that... No, I disagree. I, I you know think what? I'm going to come out here and say... This is not track. I think he's going to have a horrible race. Daniel Ricciardo, you're going to suck so bad. I'm doing this to try jinx him, because every time I've said he's done well, he's done badly. So I think he's going to do horrible. Everybody load him top six finish. Daniel, you're in the mud, mate. Baldy, that one's a year. Um, but yeah. Wow. I reckon that's about it. Best, best race of the season so far. Um... Great viewing, a lot, a lot to talk about. We probably missed millions of things, but it was just one of those races where, unless you were taking notes of every single thing that happened, there was no mm. way you could maintain and take in everything. I think watching it, we were just as flustered as the uh, FIA managers were, <laughs> <laughs> were trying to make uh, penalties and make decisions. So, um, well, thank you very much for Henchy for coming on, no and um, thank you for everyone listening. Uh, big listen this week. Uh, <laughs> next week, go, go McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> Go Danny Rick. <laughs> <laughs>